Welcome back, friends. Bill Creasy here with Friday's episode of Scripture Uncovered. So we're off and running with our four-week mini-course, a free mini-course, on the book of Job. We have our first meeting tomorrow morning on Saturday, our first class discussion on Zoom, live from 10 a.m. to noon on Zoom. Be there. If you're taking the Job class, be sure to come online to Zoom. Click on the link that we sent you, and we'll have a discussion about lesson number one on Saturday morning. I should also note that there's a lot of other material on LogosBibleStudy.com. We have the entire course catalog, 22 university-level courses with 450 video lectures, a ton of supplementary material, syllabi, other research material, and we have all the lessons on audible.com that I recorded between 2006 and 2013. They're all on audible.com. That entire seven-year series is on Audible. Go to Audible, search Dr. Bill Creasy, everything comes up. Also, our podcast, Scripture Uncovered, totally free for anybody who would like to listen. So pass the word. Let people know. We'd love to have, love to have you all with us. All right, back we go to the story of Abraham, Sarah, Hagar, Ishmael, and Isaac. Now Sarah saw the son of Hagar, Ishmael, the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham, mocking. So Ishmael is a teenager now, and little Isaac is maybe three, four years old. The party's going on, the weaning party. Isaac's now eating solid food, drinking goat milk. And Ishmael is making fun of him. Well, like big brothers do, they tease their little brothers. I have two sons, Adam and Jonathan. They're 10 years apart, almost 11 years apart. And you should have seen the teasing that went on when they were growing up. I, I can see this with uh, Ishmael and, uh, and little Isaac. But Sarah didn't like it one bit. She said to Abraham, drive this woman and her son the son, drive them out. For the son of this maid shall not be an heir with my son Isaac. I don't want that bastard here. Send him away. The matter distressed Abraham greatly because of his son Ishmael. But God said to Abraham, Don't be distressed because of the lad and your maid. Whatever Sarah tells you to do, listen to her. For through Isaac, your descendants shall be named. I don't know that Isaac would ever be a threat to, uh, Ishmael would ever be a threat to Isaac, but Sarah believed he would. Abraham's caught between a rock and a hard place. And God said, listen to your wife. Oh, I get that thrown at me all the time. <laughs> I'll bet many of you do too. Now the son of the maid, I will make a nation also, said God, because he's your descendant. 
So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar, putting them on her shoulder and gave her the boy and sent her away. And she departed and wandered about in the wilderness in the Negev, south of Beersheba. I've been to Beersheba many a time. It's hot. It's barren. It's dry. And if she's on the way to Beersheba, she's on the way back to Egypt. When the water in the skin was used up, she left the boy under one of the bushes. How would Ishmael feel about this? Ishmael grew up with his father Abraham in his home. Hagar was his mother. She was a maid, a servant of Sarah. But Abraham had this son in his old age. He loved his son. And his son Ishmael loved him. And now they're summarily expelled from the home? I can imagine this teenage boy, how crushed he must have been. Hagar weeping as they're making their way back to Egypt. She hasn't been there a long time. The water runs out. Ishmael's sitting at the side, weeping, brokenhearted that his father rejected him and put him out. He's sitting by a, a bush in the desert. Hagar went and sat down opposite him about a bow shot away. Priest said, do not let me see my boy die. Die of, of thirst? Die of a broken heart? She sat opposite him and lifted up her voice and wept. Notice she sat about a bow shot away. What an interesting way to measure distance because Ishmael was an archer. His father Abraham taught him how to shoot. They'd go out for target practice. I'll bet Abraham had made a very fine bow and a quiver of arrows and taught that boy how to shoot like, a, like an expert. He sat about a bow shot away. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said, What's wrong, Hagar? Don't fear. God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Arise, lift him up. He took him by the hand, stood him up. I'll make a great nation of him as well. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the skin with water and gave it to, to the boy Ishmael to drink. God was with the boy and he grew and he lived in the wilderness and sure enough, became an archer. He lived in the wilderness of Paran and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt.
from her own people. Ishmael marries. Well, as we'll see, Isaac will marry as well. Isaac will have a son, Jacob, who will have 12 sons, the founders of the 12 tribes of Israel. Ishmael marries an Egyptian girl. He also will have 12 descendants who become the founders of the Arab peoples. Did you catch that? What we witness today in the land of Israel, today's land of Israel, the conflict between the Palestinians and the Israelis, the conflict between the Arab world and the Israelis, goes right back to this scene, right back to Ishmael and Isaac, right back to Abraham's decision to go to Egypt, to come back wealthy, to have an Egyptian handmaid, one he acquired on that journey to Egypt, who had a child with her. And that child and Abraham's son by Sarah, all the problems today in the Middle East go back to this story. Well, it came about that at that time, Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. We've seen how you've prospered here. Therefore, swear to me by, uh, by God that you will not deal falsely with me or with my offspring or with my posterity, but according to the kindness that I have shown to you, you shall show to me and to the land in which you have sojourned. Well, that was very thoughtful of Abimelech. Abraham tried to take advantage of him, pawn off his wife Sarah for trade, for wealth, again. But Abimelech is a gracious man and said, I've seen how well you've done in my land. I invite you to stay. You've done well here. And you've done well by me. Abraham said, Thank you, I swear it. But Abraham then complained to Abimelech because of the well of water which the servants of Abimelech had seized. In the Negev, a dry, barren land, a well is more than important. A well is the very source of life. They had all belonged to Abimelech. Who allowed Abraham to live there and prosper there? But Abimelech controlled the wells. Abimelech said, I don't know who has done this thing. You did not tell me, nor did I hear of it until today. I, the wells are mine, but I gave you permission to use these wells and someone has now come to you and revoked that permission? I knew nothing about it. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and the two of them made a covenant, an agreement, more than a bargain, a pledged oath. 
Then Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves, and Abimelech said to Abraham, what do these seven ewe lambs mean, which you've sent all by themselves? He said, you shall take these seven ewe lambs from my hands so that it may be a witness to me that I dug this well. Yes, you controlled all the wells in the land, but when you invited me here and you gave me access to those wells, I dug some wells too. And this well does not belong to you, it belongs to me. I dug it. Therefore, he called that place Beersheba, because there the two of them took an oath. Beersheba, been there many a time. And that well is still there at Beersheba. When we travel to Israel, we go to Beersheba, we see the archaeological remains, and the well has a protective area around it. And we can go to that well. You can bend over and look down into it. You can't see the water. It's very far down. But if you take a rock and drop it, you wait, you wait, you wait, and then splash. It drops a long way before it hits water. There's a bucket at that well. We're not permitted to put it down into the well. But boy, I would sure like to do that. So Abraham and Avimelech made a covenant at Beersheba. And Avimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, arose and returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree at Beersheba. And there he called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. Indeed, at the archaeological site of Beersheba, there is a big tamarisk tree. Now, it's not 4,000 years old, but tamarisk trees are all over the Negev, and they have one right there by the well in memory or in recollection of this story. So Abraham sojourned in the land of the Philistines for many days. So Isaac is born, Ishmael, is sent away, and Abraham now controls the well at Beersheba. To have a, a village, a town, or a city, you must have a fresh water source. Every village, town, and city in the land of Israel has a fresh water source. Beersheba has theirs. We travel to Nazareth, where Mary, Joseph, and Jesus lived, there's a well in Nazareth. And if you want to know where Mary lived in Nazareth, where Joseph and Mary and Jesus spent their day, go to the well in Nazareth, and in your mind, place the foot of a compass on the well. Extend the other foot out, maybe 500 yards. Swing it around to make a circle. And Jesus and his family lived right in that area. That's where the Church of the Annunciation sits. And it's also a tra the traditional home of Mary is inside the archaeological remains of a house inside the Church of the Annunciation. And right across the street, there's a convent. 
And in the basement of that convent is another house that could well have been the home of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph as well. Wells were important, and we'll encounter more of them as we continue our journey with Abraham. Thank you for being with me. And again, join us Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Pacific time, for our group discussion of the book of Job. Lesson number one, Job. Okay, thank you, gang. I'll be back with you on Monday. Bye-bye now.